Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier. I am here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Awesome. 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 Um, it is challenge time. It is challenge season. Um, when y'all are hearing this message, uh, guess what is right around the corner that is sneaking up on all of us that I literally looked at my calendar and ran into the other room and talked to my wife the other day and was like, oh no, Thanksgiving is next week. It sneaks up on you, doesn't it? I'm like, what happened to 2020? Like, where did this year go? And I'd already forgotten Halloween happened. Like, forgot that that was just a few weeks ago. Uh, and then right around the corner is Christmas and then the dreaded New Year's resolution. So um, I know that... Uh, you know, when we were talking about doing challenges at the beginning of last year or at the end of 2019, we only planned to do two. And uh, this will be number four. So there's some reasons why uh, we're positioning it when we're positioning it, which is December 3rd to December 12th. Um, and registration is open and it's crazy. The uh, feedback we're already getting from it and the people that are already registering three plus, four plus weeks out. Yeah, there's there's a lot of excitement behind it um, coming off of, uh, you know, all the energy and results that we had that we saw for for the last challenge that we did. And, you know, squeezing this last one in to the end of the year was, uh, you know, very, very important that it, it came after Thanksgiving and getting everyone set up for after what can happen for Thanksgiving and and before Christmas and before that dreaded New Year's resolution time. Yeah. And, you know, for, for y'all long time, you know, episode listeners, uh, thank you guys for sticking with us over this year. It's been a crazy fun year. Uh, we are going to get into the episode uh, conversation tonight, which um, I love the conversation. I love the topic. Uh, but with the challenge being added to, to the calendar, I um, wanted to hit a couple of highlights because we've been getting a lot of questions about it. And with the platform of the podcast, it just makes it easier to kind of, you know, hit the highlights um, and talk about specifics and, and where to find it, how to get registered and what to expect uh, through the challenge. So it's December 3rd to December 12th. It is a 10 day fasting ramp up. Um, we've already talked about the fact that the holidays are coming. Uh, typically, um, this is speaking from experience. If you've listened to the episodes previously, um, the Thanksgiving to Christmas sprint is where that four to six to eight pounds, you kind of fall off the diet plan, the, the holidays, the traveling, the grandma's cookies, all that stuff kind of sneaks in. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're new to fasting or if you've got that last 10 pounds to lose or you're already thinking about, uh-oh, I'm, you know, 2020 got me, uh, shelter and home got me. Yeah. Um, 
working from home got me being close yeah. to the pantry. Right. Uh, like now is the time to get ahead of it. So you're not looking back uh, with that new gym membership uh, in January or that new workout equipment that you got for Christmas. You're looking at back in January going, Oh man, why did I do that? What right. happened? What happened? Yeah. yeah. I've been there. And, um, or, or if you've hit a plateau, maybe you're, maybe you've gotten the ball rolling, you built some momentum, but you hit a plateau recently. Um, on the last challenge, we saw a lot of people, break through some plateaus that they've been, you know, just hard sticking points that they've been at um, for a while. Some of them for years. Yeah. Great point. I was just thinking there for all the new people, but yeah, for all the people that have been with us, um, previous challengers, uh, you know, you, you guys who've been writing in and sending us messages saying, yeah, I've lost this much weight. I've reversed my uh, uh, disease process. I've come off my medications off all my pain meds, all of these great things that we get through the emails and the messages and the Facebook page and all that. Um, yeah, for you guys too, if you've if you've hit a sticking point, that's a great point. Uh, now's the time to take back control. And a couple of highlights from the previous challenge that we did the beginning of October, uh, one of my favorites was the, I've never lost this much weight in, in one week in my entire life. Yeah, I, yeah, that one, that one hit me when I saw it. Um, is that, that's a huge feeling, a little breakthrough right there. And that was on day seven. Yeah. Okay. And just for clarity, this is not a 10 day fast. Okay. We're not doing a 10 day guided water fast. This is a ramp up. So we're going to start with shorter windows, longer windows. And by the end of it, you're going to have the confidence to fast anywhere from the intermittent 16 to 18 hour window, all the way up to 48 hours plus. Um, mm -hmm. and it was, it was just cool at day seven, we had the, I've never lost this much weight in my entire life. And I feel so great. What is going on? Like kind right. of reaction. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, this is exactly what we're talking about. We've changed the format over the year. Um, we're, we're, we're not changing the format this time. We're tweaking it. We're, we're, we're going to be, uh, improving it because we found that this 10 day kind of ramp up is really what people are looking for and what you guys have been asking for from newbies to experience to on the wagon, off the wagon, but it's, it's going to be a great trajectory heading out of Thanksgiving into the new year. And there was one more that really hit with me, Tommy, mm -hmm. was when uh, one of our previous challengers saw the update because uh, we do a private Facebook group for these challenges Yeah, where we do lives every day and you have access to us and our, our moderators and we've got feedback and you post wins and there's accountability and, this power in the group when, when one of our previous challengers uh, dropped a message <laughs> um, and said, you know, I was in the last one. Should I remove myself from this group? Because I've hit my goal weight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw that one too. That was great. But I'm like, no, 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 no. What are you talking about? You're part of the fasting for life family. No, no, no. Like share, stay, stay engaged, like hop on some of the lives and, you know, a big congratulations to her. Um, yeah you know, in, in that she hit her goal. And she went on to say, um, you know, from the podcast and listening to us and she had such kind words. So, you know, just thank you guys for all the positive feedback um, that we get. And thanks for being on this journey with us. And she, yeah. she said, she's been trying to lose the same 20 pounds for the past three plus years. Wow. And she spent thousands of, I'd forgotten about this thousands of dollars on coaches, special foods, special programs, drink mixes, mm -hmm. supplements, and, and all she said, all she had to do this entire time was, was fast and just kind of uh, hold the line, so to speak. Like right. the whole time she just needed to put in meal timing. And, um, she was very thankful for, you know, for, for our story and our message and, 
the kicker, which is my favorite, was we found out that her husband was part of it. We had no idea. So yeah. he lost 20 pounds uh, through that same process that she went through. So um, hopefully so cool. that it's motivating. Uh, I know motivating for me. I'm in the period of a, uh, one of my longer fasts that I've done this year right now. Mm -hmm. um, I know you and I were talking about that earlier. So just a lot of momentum, a lot of excitement. Registration is open. You can go to the face, uh, the website, um, the fasting, www.thefastingforlife.com. There's a banner up top that you can click, uh, get registered. Um, and it's just going to be amazing because, you know, it's, it's the right time, I believe, the right time right in between Thanksgiving and Christmas just to set yourself up for success. Yeah, I think it's a perfect time. And, and we love this interval and, and what happened last time, just because it, it seemed to get even like the beginners up to speed through the ramp up, get them confident, um, you know, hitting the wins quickly, but then also getting the momentum to just keep going and just power through that 10 days and keep going. And they knew exactly where they were going to go um, beyond that to keep hitting their goals. And then even, even the intermediates and the, and the more advanced fasters um, just gaining confidence with the different intervals and then, and breaking through plateaus and then having a plan going forward. Yeah, I'm going to tease one thing here is there's a new hour by hour breakdown of what's happening physiologically in your body, non-weight mm -hmm. loss related benefits of fasting. Um, just spoke on this a couple nights ago in a private Facebook group. And this is a new resource that we're going to be bringing to the table. And I am super excited about it because it's going to give you the like more foundation than you could ever imagine to stand on when it comes to fasting. And I know there's yeah. probably a bunch of listeners that came to this episode going, are they going to talk the entire time today about just the challenge coming up on December 3rd? The answer is no, Tommy. Um, I'm excited for the challenge, but let's get into tonight's episode. Uh, we're going to do a little, uh, little question and answer from you guys, the listeners. So we're going to go over a couple of conversations that we think are really um, uh, impactful and important things that you guys are probably thinking about. And uh, the starting point not, might not be where you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't really apply to me. Uh, we're going to talk about shift work. Um, but mm -hmm. there's some really uh, cool concepts and uh, constructs that you can use and everybody can apply to their day-to-day -day life. Um, and then we're going to talk about a little bit of motivation uh, off of that going into the weekend. And the underlying thread for both situations um, is, is going to be the same. So I thought it was cool how these two kind of blended together. So a shout out um, to Randy. Uh, thank you for sending us the email and the conversation. Uh, keep doing the work. You are doing great. And then a shout out to Cassandra as well. Uh, for the Facebook comments and the messages uh, and for looking for motivation and insights into the weekend. So yeah. Tommy, let's rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love when we get into these conversations because they came directly from someone's experience. They, they, you know, we get an insight into, you know, a, a very particular struggle point that we know may not apply to everyone every single day. But if, if you have the tool to deal with this struggle point, that's going to help you at some point along the way, keep you on track, keep you going and keep seeing those wins that just, you know, builds more and more momentum. So it's cool. Yeah. The, the sleep, the night work, the shift work, the messed up sleep schedule. I mean, we're talking to truck drivers, uh, food prep. I, I had some of this back in my history with uh, being in the restaurant business, you know, getting, getting home at three, four in the morning, bar closes mm -hmm. at two, uh, you're awake, you eat, then you go to bed and then you get up and go back in and do it the next night. Um, third shift, uh, hairdressers, um, 
a lot of healthcare workers doing healthcare shifts in the, in the ER. we talked to a lot of nurses, a lot of physicians, um, a lot of, um, a lot of people in the hospitals doing like crazy schedules, wondering how to, um, to integrate fasting into that too. Yep. Police officers, firefighters, first responders, all that kind of stuff. So um, even sales and retail around the holidays, right? Like you're in there. My, my, my dad did shift work on Saturdays. Like he would go to bed, you know, at five on or three or four, sometimes five on Saturday afternoon, get up at nine and then go in all night and then get home at nine in the morning. And I'm like, whew. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so it's, yeah. To all of you guys that are doing it. Um, yeah. Kudos. Cause it's, uh, and, and, and love much love and appreciation for your hard work and dedication. Cause you gotta do what you gotta do. Right. So, right. um, I do not, you know, miss the days of that because it, it does take a toll. Um, and the, the question from Randy that came in was really about uh, oversleeping when he had the opportunity, right? And um, mm -hmm. also the food consumption, like how do you fit fasting into this type of schedule and is it even beneficial? Yeah, and, and kind of how to, how to make the biggest impact um, you know, during these, during, uh, so to get a little bit more specific, he's, he's doing a certain shift, um, I believe three days a week. And then the shift completely changes flip-flops on two other days of the week. So spending some time in the transition from one to the other. Um, so, you know, basically working two different, uh, two different gigs, I believe. And then when he, when he does sleep tends to oversleep, and, you know, um, we'll get into the reasons why there as well. But, um, you know, some of that shift work is, is lending towards a, a one meal a day, but he'd like to um, do some alternate day fasting, which we've discussed some in the past. And then just how to get the maximum impact and just kind of trying to optimize and trying to um, kind of minimize um, the hurdles and, and, and give back and weight regain uh, during those, those struggle points. Yeah. And the first thing is really the underlying thread or theme is going to be consistency. So what you just described is a lot of <clears throat> inconsistency, variation, yeah. variabilities, right? So we want to make it consistent because consistency over time creates that, that long-term result. So um, if you're con continually changing things, you're not going to create a consistent habit. And the habits is really what we see uh, that people get success long-term. If you just stick to it, one of our best testimonials that we have, one of the first people that, you know, followed the fasting method and saw amazing results, just, I shouldn't say just, she did OMAD every single day, reversed her diabetes, lost 80, 70 to 80 pounds, has been able to keep it off, is running, you know, playing with her kids and has gotten her life back just by staying mm -hmm. consistent. So the consistency here would be the first thing for you, Randy, is, um, try to set a sleep schedule. And this is right from the sleep foundation. And these were the recommendations that we were thinking and then went and found some things to kind of support them um, is whenever we give, rec you know, you know, recommendations, it's like, okay, what can we see here? How do we apply this? Is there some, some science behind it? Like, what do you really want to be setting at here? And that sleep consistency is the first thing. So whatever your consist most consistent sleep schedule is stick to it, even on the days off that you have, I know that's weird because you're going to, if family and, you know, uh, kids and roommates and uh, the rest of society, right, is operating on the other schedule. Um, but if you can just keep that consistent schedule, your body's going to appreciate that more from a hormone, hormonal standpoint rather than continually right. changing it. Yeah. And I, I thought that that was interesting because he did mention he tends to oversleep. 
And, and that made intuitive sense to us because, you know, if you are flip-flopping between different sleep cycles, that can mean, just like you said, the hormonal cycles get off balance. That can lead to uh, a lack of good deep sleep. And so we, we, a lot of times tend to oversleep when we didn't get enough deep sleep. So getting, getting 10 hours doesn't ha- is not necessarily better than getting seven hours if the seven hour sleep had more of the rejuvenating deep sleep in there. And, right. and when we, when we're flip-flopping back and forth, it's easy to kind of get off track, uh, deep sleep wise. And then we tend to feel like this just constant lagging, like lethargy and, and feeling the need to sleep, uh, even more to try to catch up, which is very difficult to do. Yeah. And one of the problems with sleep deprivation, and, you know, we're not talking like <clears throat> crazy, like one to two hour, like <laughs> sleep depriving situations. Like we, you know, in emergency situations, we're talking about, you know, less than six hours of sleep a night. Um, and you really want to shoot for that seven to nine mark, 7.3, seven to eight, eight depends on, you know, what research is you're reading and where you're looking, but seven to nine minimum seven, um, try to shoot for seven and a half and get, make it consistent because when you are sleep deprived, you just talked about it increases that fatigue. Um, but it also decreases like a bunch of hormones, like decreases your leptin, which keeps you full, increases your, your ghrelin, which is your hunger increases, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you're not sleeping as much, the opportunity to eat cause you're awake, um, your thermoregulation goes down, which means you're not burning as much. Your cortisol yeah. goes up, which is a stress hormone, which increases your appetite, which decreases your metabolic flexibility increases your insulin, increases (laughs) insulin in the bloodstream, which causes your body to store fat, decreases your glute. So all of these things happen from a lack of sleep. So the the more consistent you can make that piece, all the other things will kind of fall into place. So that would be my, our first recommendation for a starting point. Absolutely. Add to that, um, lower testosterone, lower growth hormone too. Like everything just compacting, making you feel worse, less energy, and, and, you know, that's going to mean probably more sedentary, which means more snacking, right? More cravings, breaking a fast, like it's, it's a vicious cycle. So the, the more you can kind of keep that, that sleep on track, the, the better your results are going to be. Yeah. And a couple other things would just be the light <clears throat> and the noise exposure. So try to get, you know, see the, see the light at, at, at sunrise, see, see the dawn and see the dusk. Um, that does good things for your circadian rhythm to balance. So if you can get outside as much as you can, if you need to, um, you know, shut off the blue light, uh, wear a sleep mask, get earplugs, obviously not if you're on call, (laughs) right. (laughs) For the, for y'all who are on call at night, God bless you. Um, nothing, I I can't handle being woken up in the middle of the night, uh, like that. I don't mean more power to you guys. Like that's a struggle. We know that's real but just try Mm -hmm. to stay as consistent as you can. You know, the days you're on call, you know, the days you're not. Um, And then there's also something in the middle of the day where you can do a coffee nap. If you're at work, do, you know, have some caffeine, have some black coffee if you're fasting and then take a 15 to 20 minute nap. Um, And that's actually going to help, you know, reset everything. Um, And it'll, it'll help you feel less fatigued at the end of the shift work. So you're going to have less opportunity to fall off the bus and, and, you know, gorge and and overindulge, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And then that's going to mess up the sleep that you do get, which is where, why we want to start with that sleep consistency. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's a great point. Um, you know, and, uh, Randy asked about 
doing something like an alternate day fasting, kind of, uh, kind of mixing that in. And, and, and my, my first thought is, well, that that's kind of complicating things a bit. And like you said, simplicity is going to go a long way in this. So, um, you know, I, I'd really like to see a repeatable pattern here, I, I think right. would go a long way. Um, if, if you know what your weeks, if, if every week looks the same, then that's pretty easy to come up with a consistent repeatable pattern that you can, you can just replicate every single week. Um, if not, then, then I would encourage you or anybody else who has a variable shift, um, schedule like this to, to take a look, you're probably going to know what your week looks like, um, at the beginning of the week. So, so map it out, plan your fast, plan your intervals at the beginning of the week, and then you already know what you're going to be doing. So it's not just guesswork and, and it, 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 has, it has consistency and it has structure to it. And you're not making these decisions, especially when, you're, um, when you're, your guards are kind of down, when you're super tired or super hungry or you're exhausted from all the shift work. So make the decisions when you're in a clear state of mind and, and then you'll have a roadmap for the rest of the week. Yeah, that's huge. Trying to make decisions. So I was listening to this video the other day, and then we'll move on to Cassandra's here. Um, I, <laughs> I was listening to this video from a friend of mine who moved out to California and really great guy. I believe he's a PT now, was in school when he was here. And he was talking about the having kids and getting in the car. And I don't know, Tommy, if you've experienced this, but there was a period of time where I would pick up my daughter and she'd pretty much just yell at me the whole time. And like, she just stopped wanting to be in the car. And we have another set of friends that had a girl that would just scream when they got in the car. Nothing was wrong. She's totally fine, healthy, 100% okay, but just didn't like being in the car. And he was just talking about it's dang near impossible to make a good decision when you're in a state of, of like, he referenced back to when the baby, yeah, yeah, stress or fatigue. So Mm -hmm. that's one situation, stressful situation. You're making emotional decisions. Uh, rather than rational ones, you, you've completely, you know, got rid of the logical side of things. Uh, right. And then when you're tired, the same thing happens. Like when you're tired, mm-hmm. you're more likely to make a decision that isn't going to be better uh, moving you towards your goal, but away from it. So I just thought that was, you know, a cool point of, of, of uh, emphasis here would be like you said, you know, you know, make, and they even mentioned it on that sleep foundation website where it's like, um, you know, if you have to, like when you get off of work and you're tired, take a nap before you head home, like mm-hmm. just do what you can do to keep it consistent. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing. like you just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, all those things that, that we talked about, those are all inhibition lowering things. And so that that's, that's right. a problem. That's just like, we don't make important decisions when we've been drinking. Um, and for the same, right. for the same reason. Right. Right. Good point. Good point. Um, okay, cool. Anything else there, Tommy? You want to move on to Cassandra's question? One last thing for Randy. Um, yep. If you you know looking to make the maximum dent, um, if you're if you're looking at your schedule and you're mapping out your fasting intervals, if you know there there may be some of those days where it, it just it doesn't make sense to do a longer fast, and so maybe instead of the OMAD, you're doing like two smaller meals, or maybe that's how you want to integrate it uh, with the alternate day fasting. Take a look at the intervals during your busiest times would be the best times to do your extended fast, your longer fast, where you go 24 plus hours, putting those in is, is going to make some serious progress for you as well. Um, so I, I think that, I think that you have a, a lot of possibilities to, to simplify and maximize your results here um, with just a little bit of planning. Love it. And that really kind of leads perfectly into Cassandra's um, uh, question 
you know, she had posted on our, uh, I think it was Instagram or Facebook or, or on, on one of the podcast episodes. And mm-hmm. I just asked, you know, replied back like, Hey, what are you, what, what's something that you, you would like us to talk about? And we've talked about this, the weekend warrior mindset in the past a few times, I think, um, yeah. or like that motivation to just keep going. So where is that motivation to not break on the weekends? Like there's this mythical thing, this magical thing that happens when Friday hits, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just like blinders, you know, the, the hear no evil, see no, the, the little monkey emoji with the hands over the eyes, ears and mouth. Right. right? But yep. typically it's just the eyes and the ears. And then the mouth one stays open on the weekends. Like what happens? <laughs> like, where is that motivation to not break on the weekends? Like, or the motivation to just keep going. And it comes back to the same thing we were just talking about. Uh, with Randy in a different application is that consistency. If you just stay consistent and plan uh, in those, <laughs> what'd you say? Low inhibition, like lower yeah. inhibition activities. Like if we don't plan in those States, um, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. Like just start with Friday, choose, start with Friday. If Friday's the day where the wheels fall off, decide this Friday that you're going to plan to fast the entire day and just have dinner with a glass of wine rather than mm-hmm. starting at four o'clock at happy hour, whatever it is, um, is that planning consistent piece. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, it comes down to the consistency with some structure to it. And so right. I, I've, I find that as I get older, the more structure I have, um, especially in the transition between weekday to weekend, the easier it is to, to maintain what I was, what I was, planning for and what I was doing during the week. And whether that's, that's for, you know, health goals or business goals, you know, specifically for fasting. Um, you know, if, if we have plans on a Saturday, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be preparing for that. And I want to make sure that, that I'm in the right state of mind. I want to make sure that I haven't, you know, taken in too many calories. Um, so if we have plans for, for Saturday, I'm, I'm definitely not going to, to eat a whole lot on, on a Friday. And I'm, I'm going to be prepared for that. Uh, the same way if, if we're going to go on a trip, um, there are ways to, to kind of get in the right uh, frame of mind and, and limit my caloric intake as well. So, you know, like you said, not getting started on the happy hour or if, if the wheels typically fall off kind of all weekend, well, maybe switching to, to just a shorter eating window um, during the days or, or consistently doing one meal a day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, or maybe a, a two hour eating window, um, would help put some boundaries, put some structure to it, um, and still give you the chance to, to be social, enjoy the time, um, without regretting it come, come Monday morning. And then you feel like you're, you're trying to make it all, all back. Right. We don't want fasting ever to be reparations or planning to allow yourself to just go crazy because that habit, that, that habit is not going to get you the end result. And that's what I think you're talking to here, Cassandra, mm-hmm. under the underlying thing here is, you know, if we look at weekends, right, <clears throat> you know, so 52 weeks in a year times two is 104 days out of the 365, right? If we add mm-hmm. in Friday, <laughs> now, <laughs> I mean, it's like a third of the year, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that's like, okay, so the holiday season, October to January, right? October, typically mm-hmm. uh, Halloween, November, December, you know, we add that in, you got two months there, two months out of the 12, where you're not really on point, you add in holidays throughout the year, Thanksgiving, uh, excuse me, um, 4th of July's and birthdays and weddings and celebrations, you got about three months or a quarter of the year, where 
you're off plan. Well, it's really going to be hard to get an end goal, especially if you've yo-yoing with the 20 to 30 pounds or you've got the 50 to lose. Like it's going to be really stinking hard to get there if you're cutting that big chunk of time out where you're going to be successful. So I think it's just yeah. for perspective, for motivation into how, why would I want to continue on the weekends or why would I want to just keep going? Well, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're never going to get there. Like you need to do something different. So start with that consistency that Tommy was just talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if you, you add in those weekends to the holiday season and stuff, I mean, eventually some, you know, if you, you slice it up a certain way, I mean, you have half the year or more, where, where you were, you, you know, you were off plan. If, if, if you just kind of fully let your guard down or you didn't have any structure um, to that time. So, so, you know, we're not saying to, to give up the holidays or, or anything else like that. Like, absolutely. We should, we should be living, we should be enjoying life, you know, with, with our, our health and, and our, and our optimal body composition, like we want it as well. So there are ways to kind of work that in. Um, it just takes a little bit of a deliberate decision going in and just a little bit of a plan ahead right. of time to make sure that, that, you know, you, you made a decision, you, you, you stuck to what you wanted to do. And when that time is over, um, you, you don't regret any of your, your past decisions. So there's no loss of motivation there. The, the ball just keeps rolling. The momentum keeps going and you keep seeing those wins and keep moving forward. And that's the wonderful thing about fasting. Like when you, when I dove into it and all the research and Dr. Fung back in the day, and, um, you know, I hate to keep bringing this up, but like, you just literally said, we're like, here, well, here's your plan for the next two weeks. And at the end of those two weeks, I was like down 14 pounds and I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. Right. <laughs> you know, and he got a pound and a half shy of 50 in 50 days. And I'm like, holy, okay. So the wins, that motivation to keep going like Tommy's saying, have that plan, have that framework, just that that decision to do it. And then after a week or two, you're going to notice that the ball is going to get rolling and the momentum is going to get going. And that's why, you know, fasting is so powerful for me is that it, it puts you in that that caloric deficit quickly. It gives you some wiggle room to still enjoy life and um, and you get the win still. And that's where the momentum builds. So, um, yeah. I think that really, I mean, going back to Randy's question too, like it's the consistency in that decision-making and having that plan. So um, I just yeah. really love these two questions. God, Tommy. No, I, and I, I think that that's, that's exactly why in that one to two week time frame, seeing those wins and building that energy and building that momentum, that's exactly why we're, we're doing the same format of the last challenge. That's why we're, we're doing it again on December 3rd, because that it, it's going to be a 10 day challenge because those 10 days are so impactful. That's where that, that whole mind frame shift happens. But it's, it's also in a way that you're, you're learning the techniques that you can keep using, keep doing, keep getting the wins. And it's just, it, it's huge. We saw, we saw just amazing growth and, and breakthroughs for everyone who was, was part of the last challenge. And so gearing up for it now, I just think that that's, it, it's perfect. It leads to great results, in a short period of time, uh, a mindset shift and, and building blocks and tools that, that you're able to continue with and keep going with um, for a lifetime to hit your results. Okay. So you brought up the challenge, right? So we're literally right. sitting here recording this and I get a notification that pops up on Facebook and I'm just going to share this because I feel in, it, like encouraged to, because I think it applies really well to what we're talking about is, okay. uh, <clears throat> this woman who was in one of our challenges said to say that I hit my goal of losing 20 pounds in three months to most would seem pretty uneventful, but 
but I've tried to lose these same 20 pounds for the past three years. I spent thousands of dollars on special foods, drink mixes, et cetera. And all I have had to do this whole time was fast and eat less. I have told so many, and you don't necessarily have to eat less. You have to fast. You have to time your meals is the most important thing. But anyway, um, I have told so many people about the Fasting for Life podcast. Thank you, Dr. Scott and Tommy. You break it down so easily. By the way, my husband who did this with me also lost 20 pounds. Wow. I had no idea that happened. Didn't even know he was part of the framework. And she just said, thank you from the bottom of my heart. So I don't. Yeah. Like just, this is what, this is why we're doing. This is why we turned the microphones on back in January and said, okay, let's see where this goes. Right. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. So uh, encouragement to you, Randy, encouragement to you, Cassandra. Thank you guys for both reaching out. Thank you guys for being one of our followers. Um, <clears throat> we never dreamed that we would have, you know, <laughs> just it, the, it, the conversations we're having and the feedback we're getting, it's just, it's so encouraging for us to keep going and keep learning yeah, and keep growing. So Thank you guys for being on the journey with us. If you want more information, uh, you can go to our website, www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live is for the actual challenge from December 3rd to December 12th. You can download our fast start guide, come into our world, get on our newsletter. um, I should say our email list. Um, You can download the fast start guide that comes with the mini masterclass video. It's about a 20 minute video series. <clears throat> shows you exactly how to put fasting into your day-to-day life. Hopefully we'll see you guys in the challenge. Tommy, thank you, sir, as always for your time. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free fast start guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.